Welcome to False Bottom Girls, a podcast about the wonderful yet sometimes confusing world of beer and brewing. Hi, I'm Rachel Hudson, owner of Pilot Brewing and an Advanced Cicerone. Hi, I'm Jen Blair, sensory expert, home brewer, and Advanced Cicerone. Welcome everyone to this episode of False Bottom Girls. I'm Rachel, that's Jen. Uh, we've been pulling a, a <laughs> hoax on you this entire time. I was almost like, <laughs> does she does she know that she messed that up, or are we just rolling with that? Yeah, surprise, long con. Um, yeah, we're actually switched, so now you have to figure out whose voice is whose. Yeah, mine sounds much better than the last time we recorded, um, and I'm not quite as delirious, so that's nice. Not oh, quite yes, as delirious. I forgot. I am very caffeinated. You are dealing with COVID voice. I was. Yes. But now you're better. And now I'm better. (laughs) I sound sound wonderful. (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad. Let's. Thank you. Because you got COVID right after we got back from. Yep. I was about to say, today we're talking about (laughs) the event where I possibly contracted COVID, which was Bobab. (laughs) Also known as the Festival of Barrel Age Beers. I don't, I truly, I don't think that I got it there. I think I had it and it manifested while we were there. You were starting to feel bad day halfway into the trip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so for you, sure. You probably, and I got it actually, on the way. I, yeah, I was traveling the week before and had texted my husband on the plane. And I was like, if I get COVID, it's because of this disgusting fucking plane ride I'm on right now, because <laughs> everyone around me was like, <laughs> sniffing, blowing their nose, like big phlegmy coughs and everything. And I was just like, oh, everybody get away from me. <laughs> but it did not work. Um, and finally, after three years, because I could not stop for COVID, COVID stopped for me. Um, yeah. But we still had a good time in Chicago at Festival of Barrel Age Beers. That's what this is about yep. today. Um, we are kind of burying the lead by, by a couple minutes. Um, but this is also another one of those episodes that how many times have we rescheduled this? Rachel, do you think? Like I mean, 100? I just feel like that's our norm. Like that's what we do. It's kind of like <laughs> when you need to take something to Goodwill, but first you need to drive around with your car for a couple of weeks. Right. You know, that's, that's just what we do. Like, even when I'm like, okay, this is going to go, this we're going to take this goodwill and just like, all right, let's, it's going to be in the car for a couple of weeks. I was like, you're right. So we got to we'll start now. Might as well start now. So let's right. get into the car. <laughs> that is the first step. So it's right. like that. So yeah, yeah. We know, yes. but that's okay. That's Not that life. we view our podcast as discarded things no. that we don't give priority to, but no. um, yes, but we, can we are busy, with- busy business people. Yeah. We have yeah, things yeah, that our podcast. Come, come first, and it's our fucking podcast. Yeah, you can't you, boss yeah. us around. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> our podcast. Do whatever we want. But sometimes you get really technical episodes, and sometimes you get episodes like Fobab. Right. Because <laughs> we just need Yeah, and episode. that's, yes, Rachel and I were texting and, and trying to think of topics, and I was just like, I don't want to do anything. It's the end of the year. <laughs> Uh, like technical topics are 2023's problem, not 2022's problem. Um, we just get loosey goosey, goof around. Yeah, uh, we're just going to talk. We're going to banter for a few minutes about the festival of barrel aged beers, which is my very favorite beer festival. Yes, I don't do yes. a lot of beer festivals anymore. Um, but Fobab, I think I went the first time I went was in 2014, and it's 
I just love it so much. Actually, it may have been 2013. So, you know, o- over almost How many 10 times years, I've been going. You've been going for every year? I think five, five nice. or six years. I mean, this gone. is this is our first year judging. We we are right. also judged this year. We didn't just go. We did right. both. So yes. that was pretty But awesome. this has been something for the past few years. And obviously with the pandemic, they didn't have true, the true, true. for the past yeah. Um, last year, I think, was the first year they were back in person. Um, it, it was because that's when they changed their venues. But the year before that, they did um, Fobab at home where you could pick up. It was really cool. If you were oh, in the Chicagoland wow. area, you could pick up like six packs of beer or they did something where you there was a central place to be able to pick up beer if you were local. And then maybe they did like Zoom or something like that. But they, you know, they like everybody did. They pivoted and, and yeah. created something a little bit smaller um, because it is one that's of the biggest. Cool. Yeah, it is one of the biggest fundraisers for the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild. So that's who hosts the Festival of Barrel Age Beers. This year was actually the 20th anniversary, right? That's they right. had the 20th yep. um, thing everywhere. Um, and it's just, I could go on and on about how much I love Chicago. It's my favorite place in the world. And being able to go to my favorite beer festival in my favorite city in the world is just great. Um, and I've been there as this year as a judge, I've been there as a volunteer pouring beer. And I've also been there as a, you know, just a patron being there. So I've kind of gotten like the full experience, but judging at Fobab has been on my list to get an invite for, I don't know, probably like six years now. Yeah. And when I would talk to people who are like, oh, yeah, I judge at Fobab, um, I'm just like, how do I get to judge at Fobab? And they're like, well, yeah. you kind of need to know somebody to get an invite. I'm like, I know you. I yeah, know you. Exactly. <laughs> Give me an invite. Can you get me an invite? And uh, I have truly been pestering people um, for several years to be like, okay, but I do know you. Yeah. And you go. So you know who you get the email from. Yeah, and I, um, this funny. year that finally paid off. You're right. Nobody knows how to be a judge for this thing. And how did we, we became a judge because, well, you found the person you found the person. (laughs) Yeah, I was, um, yeah, I was at GABF judging and we were standing around talking and one of the other judges said, are you judging Fobab this year? Because one of our other friends had brought it up like, oh yeah, I'll see you at Fobab. And he's like, oh, are you judging? And I was like, no, but I really want to, I've been asking like for years to get an invite And he's like, oh, okay, I'll take care of it. And like pulls out his phone and sends a text message. And then he's like, yeah, he says he still needs more judges and I'll just text you his email address and you can shoot him an email. Um, And so again, that's very much of like a who you know. I happen to be standing in front of somebody who had that connection. Um, So then when I emailed the guy, he was like, yeah, I definitely need more people. I'm trying to make it more inclusive. And like, it can't just be a bunch of old white guys in the room. Uh, you know, at which point there were two people who said that to me and I was like, okay, so what are you doing to make it more inclusive? It like, well, we told you. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> well, that's not really like a ton of effort, but yes. So the, as soon as he was like, yeah, we need more people. I sent him like, this is my friend, Rachel. Here's everything that she does. She needs to be judging too. And one of our other friends did something similar where he finally, he was like, yes, you can like share the link to apply with anybody. But again, that's like, we're a very small subset of people. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Who yeah, now yeah. have this link to share. And so it is still kind of like you have to know somebody. And to back up a little bit with Phobab, the judging takes place over the course of one day. And there's what, like maybe 50 judges, maybe. Yeah. There's yeah. there's not a it lot. Was, of it wasn't a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's not like 300 judges for GABF kind of exactly. thing. Yeah. And exactly. Like you said, one day, two sessions in the AM, have some lunch, two sessions in the PM maybe you know maybe you have all that maybe you have half that and then like a best show and not everyone does that so yeah let's talk about the judging day um so judging was early it was good yeah we were it it started around like 9 a.m so i actually ended up only doing three flights one of those being best of show (laughs) Uh, so you know my my palette was uh was uh kept fairly like non-overstimulated throughout the day. So I only had a morning flight and an afternoon flight and then best of show. Um, and it really, and I knew this going into it. So when we're talking about festival of barrel-aged beers, barrel-aged beers, a lot of them are, are very high gravity. So we're talking mm-hmm. seven, 8% and above, not all of them, but a lot of them are. And, you know, so like at 9 a.m., we're sitting down to a flight. I think almost all of us had strong imperial or like strong stouts and porters for our first flight. Yeah. I so we've got did. eight beers in front of us that are like yeah. 10%. And it's definitely one of those moments where like you look, and this is also when I was starting to feel sick. So I was feeling a little loopy anyway, but like you look down and it's like, I have eight 10% beers in front of me at 9 a.m. Like, yeah. This is <laughs> this, my I signed life. up for this. You're yeah, like bucket list is... check. I, yeah, and that yeah. makes sense well, and it's... that you weren't feeling good. I remember getting there and you were like, "I'm so cold," and I was like, "Really? Normally, I'm the cold one." Like, and yeah, and I, I was like, "I'm so it. tired." I know. I was like, <laughs> "I feel like we went that hard last night," but I was like, "All right." right. But yeah, it makes sense <laughs> right. now. Yeah, we didn't. No, Rachel and I both are like in bed by 9 p.m. So and even I when we travel, we're like, love it. we're going to do all this stuff. And then it's like, <laughs> well, it's 8.30. We better be getting back. <laughs> Got to get start getting ready for bed soon. Um, but yeah, so who were it you is judging kind of like you, with, or not who, but how many people were you judging with the first round? Was you and two other people? Uh, just one. One. No, okay, sick. And one other. Yeah. Yeah. One other gentleman who owns uh, a couple of breweries in South America. That's and right. Yeah, it is it's kind of like a double-edged thing because there's part of me, like like, like I said, I wasn't feeling well. Um, but yeah, it was like, part of me is like, what is this life that I've created yeah. for myself <laughs> where I'm doing this at 9 a.m.? But then the other part of me is like, what is this life? Yeah. This is awesome. This is the best Isn't thing it great? I could be doing Isn't right your now. life yeah. so fun? You're just right. like, hey, you, you want to come judge at, at Fobab and then hang out and go to the festival? And you're like, yeah. That, that'd be great. That's uh for, for free. Just, okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And it was so funny because like Rachel and I have talked about, we need to go to Fobab. Pilot should enter beers in Fobab, which also is a brewery. You have to quote unquote donate a lot of beer. So you can't pour can unless you enter the competition. Yeah. It's just too much beer you, that I really don't have. And it really is. I mean, you have to donate um, like two six stoles, one for each session, I think it's like a 12 pack of your beer for the judging. And so it's expensive because a barrel aged like beer, whole as you can attest, Rachel, <laughs> right. Yeah. But like, like that's yeah. going to be generally speaking, one of your most costly beers to make. 
for sure. And then you're having to donate so much of it. Like that's, that's not the same thing as like, if you have six barrels of your Pilsner, it's not, you know, it's not as exactly more of a cost margin on that. Um, But yeah, I had, I was waiting to tell her that we were going to judge at FOBAB until I got it confirmed. But I texted her and was like, Hey, what are you doing this the first weekend of November? And at the time it was when the master was still scheduled and you're yeah. like, it's the week after master. I'm doing whatever I fucking feel like that week. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, like just just clear, let let's maybe go to Fobab. And yeah. Rachel is like texting me, like, here's the flights, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, just hold on. Just hold on. <laughs> I was like, check and it. So take then it. I yeah yeah I was like wait don't get a ticket yet and uh then I like once I confirmed it I like sent her a text I'm like good morning I have some good news for you and she was like okay what is it and it was like one text each that it was like do you want to judge at Fobab yeah (laughs) yeah so we show up and we've got our our morning flight uh, and the the score sheets are very abbreviated, like they're not even as detailed as the abbreviated score sheets used for GEBF. Uh, yeah. Like you don't you don't have to do a ton of feedback. Um, they've got a lot of the scaling on there where it's like, you know, the uh, they do this for National Homebrew Con too, where they have an abbreviated score sheet that has mm-hmm. the scale. So you say like you can just put an X like this is where the malt quality is. This is where the hot flavor is. And yeah, I think we picked like three, two or three per table Yep. Uh, for the first round. And then you, I mean, you really had a break. It was, a, it was it a was, lot of weed. It was round. the biggest. So like you said, you had barrel aged stout the first round. Mm-hmm. I think so did I. And it was the biggest uh, mm-hmm. category that people entered. So they did like a, like GABF, we had some categories had four rounds before a medal was picked. Some had two, some whatever. Mm-hmm. Everything was basically like a first round and then a medal round, except for that one. They were like, we're going to do an impromptu second round. So they, I stayed around for that and you right. went, you were done. And right. so, but like I had 10 beers to start out with, just like you probably did. And then that round, I don't really remember, but maybe like, at least six or five or I don't know. And then it was like, I was, I was feeling pretty buzzed. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> I remember like we were finally eating lunch and I think we were like finished by the time we were finished yeah. with lunch yeah. by the time you were finished with your round. And yeah, like um, Rachel has this very specific like movement. Like I can just tell being her friend that's like, Rachel's a little buzzed right now. Really? And, like I saw you come around the corner and just like, I can't even describe it. I love it. I, and I'm sure I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, I've been told by my friends when I start yeah. to get really drunk, my voice gets really high pitched. Uh, and that's something where I'm like, what are you <laughs> uh, but I like I saw it and I was like, oh, yeah, Rachel's feeling it. Rachel's feeling these two flies. <laughs> it's a lot of beer. I mean, it's not a lot of beer, but it is a lot of beer. It's a lot of alcohol. Yeah. It, well, and you're you you're you know, you're taking it's not like you're like knocking it back, but if you've got eight beers in front of you, you're probably taking four or five sips per beer and you're doing it quickly. You're, you're right. Yeah. Too. So like by the time you get finished, like you've had at least one full pour of a 10% yeah. stout that you've, you've had that in the space of maybe 30 minutes. Yeah. And then lunchtime, I was so excited. Cause like, you know, you guys already ate and I go up there 
and it's a build your own Chipotle station. And I yes. was like, oh my God, dream come true. Like no yeah. one is going to regulate. Yeah, it's like guac, 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 guac. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> it was like the best thing ever. I was like, man, this is the best life. I'm going to wake up in the morning and judge all this barrel beer. And now I'm going to make my own Chipotle. No one getting in my way. <laughs> right. And Rachel also being a very considerate friend, like I, I, as a vegetarian, I do have, like, I get anxiety about like, am I going to be able to eat whatever they're serving? Is it somebody going to be like, oh, just scrape the meat off or something like that. So on the way there, Rachel was like, I just want you to know if they don't have something <laughs> you, you had to eat for you at lunch, I have almonds and like all, she's like, I've got all of these things in my bag for you. I don't think it was if that you much. can't eat the lunch. Like two, it was like yeah. two things. But, <laughs> right. But, but yeah, you were like, I've, I've got this. If you can't eat the lunch, I've got snacks for you. <laughs> Thank you. It's a very mom I'm not, I'm not I also, a mom, yeah. but I have mom qualities like that. <laughs> yes. I also have snacks too. So yeah, yeah, we would, we would have been fine. But yeah, the, when I saw that it was Chipotle and it was build your own thing, I was like, yes, because it's Chipotle is very vegetarian, very, vegan friendly. Yes. Crowd. Yeah. I was too. just like, fine. Yes. Yeah. And then I noticed that they had the chicken. They had a pan of white meat and then a pan of dark meat. And I was like, who is looking out? Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. And I remember getting home, telling Jeff about it. And I was because I was so excited. He's like, yeah, they do that yeah. now. I was like, what? And the other day I went there and he was like, you want the white chicken? I was like, yeah, I want the white chicken. Nobody wants the dark meat chicken. <laughs> Plenty of people do, but not me. That was the best. Yeah. That was the best part of it, man, the whole day. Right. It really, I mean, it really kind of was. Um, so what did you but, judge after that? Because we, we so had. So my second flight. We went I straight did, into judging after mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I did. I, um, I think I did mixed culture. No, I think I did Brett. Um, because that was one of the ones. And I, I get like this. If you listen to this podcast, you know, I am a rules person. I need structure. I need to know what to expect. And. I get very particular about the beer style guidelines, which will come up later when we talk about best of show. Um, and so there are, and we've talked about this on here before. Other people have talked about it. Wild doesn't mean sour. Mm-hmm. And this was, I think I did have like just a Brett category where like even the entry would say like soured with Brett. And it's like, no, it is not. Yeah, what no, is not? <laughs> it's for or like that. this has bread with. It's like saying sour with Caliel yeast. Right, right, <laughs> and and then it would be like you know this has bread and lactobacillus and blah blah blah. And it's like then it's not in the right category. Yeah, and you know when you get into those categories, you have several layers of what is the base beer? Does the base beer taste how the base beer is supposed to taste? What is the fermentation character? Can you taste that fermentation character? Or what is the fruit or the spice or the herb added to it? And, you know, so there's, it's not just, here's an American porter. Here's a guidance for American porter. When you have those kinds of beers, there's multiple things you're evaluating. And like, and we did this um, during Best of Show too, where it's like the, the base beer isn't quite there. Like the exactly. beer overall is good, but when you're starting to nitpick things, you know, exactly. there's these different layers. And opposite of that too, this is the barrel, uh, the festival of barrel and wood age beer. So like even before the day began, they said, 
make sure that the beer has a barrel or wood aged quality, whether it's bourbon, you know, a spirit from the barrel, whether it's oak, like whatever it is, it has to have that. So that was, and they said like, that is when you're determining what moves forward, you go to the barrel character. Exactly. This this is foreshadowing. This will come up. (laughs) (laughs) But no, you're exactly right. And that would come down to some of the, the final final. We'd be like, okay, yes, this is good but does it have barrel character? And you're like, oh yeah, you're right. Like we got to, you know, it's like, and that's part of why you judge with other people and um, because things can be subjective and, you know, at, at the same time, we weren't like really judging with, I guess we had metal rounds. That's right. And a metal round. So the second, the afternoon I did other barrel beer, which was like, so wide range (laughs) right like it could be like a pale ale i had some lagers that were barrel age which to me i'm just like you just messed up your lager and you're trying to save it for some Mm -hmm. reason i had a couple of those in the in the bright category that i was like this was not intentional and i think good for you 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 turned it around into something else but this is not you did not intentionally make this beer taste this way yeah you just entered it because which you fucked up but it's it, okay. It was a good fuck up. And if, right. it, if it tastes okay, it tastes okay. Like I have had beers right. come out what they're not supposed to be and sold them as something else. But right. yeah. And then I think I had um wild something. I had wild something at the end because I remember because I was judging with Jeff Sparrow, which I got to judge with at JBF. That's so right. it was kind of fun because we, you know, we we've chit chatted, we're acquaintances. So I'm getting to right. like I'm getting in, you know. Like I'm starting right. to like get to know the people. Right. Well, and you get yeah. to judge wild beers with the guy who wrote the book. Like, wild come beers? On. Yeah, exactly. And he's hilarious too. But um, I don't remember I was going that, but I just remember being like, all right, yeah, this is fucking cool. Like here I am, yeah. Fobab, judging this wild yeah. Brett metal, metal round. We were picking the metal beer with Jeff Sparrow, who just wants some friends. He's just an average <laughs> Joe like us. Just, just, just likes to hang out. <laughs> But I've determined he's so fun, but uh, but yeah, so that was my fourth flight, so I was freaking toasty. But then we had a nice, yeah. we had a nice break before the festival. We went and got some coffee, we got to hang out with a lot of our Cicerone friends. There was a lot mm-hmm. of Cicerones there, so we, there was. we got together, we like got coffee half of, together. Half of my co workers were there, yeah, yeah, a few, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool too, though. <laughs> yeah and the people yeah, that it was test you know right yeah and, so that and, and that was fun because that was for me too with a couple of the people it was an opportunity to hang out with them outside of the exam having them be a proctor so it's like oh yeah you you're a nice not that I didn't think anybody was nice but it's like you're a nice friendly person and you do oh, yeah. things outside of making me very nervous about beer yeah. pairing and you know and just like you're not a big you're not that intimidating now that i talk to you like or maybe maybe i'm just getting more intimidating (laughs) (laughs) that's one of of my favorite things about these things like gabf and cbc and just anything that's like this where beer people go it's kind of like camp and you just get to hang out with your beer friends and i love it i love it so Mm -hmm. much it was so much fun um and then jen got to judge best of show i did that was the last judging of the day we yeah, so we did best of show. There were five of us, uh, three men, two women. And 
yeah, it was interesting. I like I really enjoyed it. I, I like doing best of show because it's it moves a little faster. You can really, really pick apart things in a way that you're not you're not necessarily in the metal rounds you're you're doing, but um, you know, they bring out all of the beers and I think there were like maybe 11 categories. This is not a big festival and it's not yeah. a big competition. I mean, um, it actually and- it is actually, it is very big. Like I don't want to like undermine the size because when we walked in and like the actual setup and all the beers that you could try, it's a lot, but in That's comparison true. to like JBF, like JBF is like 9,500 entries last right. year. So right. in like I, 90 categories. Yeah. And, and I can't, like a lot of homebrew comps, you'll have best of show, you have 33 beers in best. Wow. They take the first place from each category. So yeah, that's what exactly. best of show is. Yeah. And so you have a lot, or I've done one before, which afterward I told the guy, you can't do it this way anymore. But we did one where we did best of show. Yeah. I think we ended up having like 60 beers. Oh, God. How taste. do you? We How... were all fucking wasted by the end of it. And I was, <laughs> and like even, you know, just, you know, doing this sips and stuff that's over like three hours, that's 20 beers an hour, not 20 full beers, but by the end, like it's probably six beers that you've ingested. Yeah, you got to break and that down. I remember down. just being like, you can't do it like this no. anymore because we're all wasted. And, and none of this, like, none of this matters. Your decision doesn't even matter at that point because right. if, if like as a brewer, you're like, well, they're all wasted. Who cares right. what they think? Like- <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with this one, there were only 11, which is also nice because it makes the discussion go a lot quicker. It's easier to kick things out. And yeah, like we, we've talked about this before too, when you're beer judging and you're discussing with your other judges, it's very validating to have people pick out the same things that you picked out. Yeah. Uh, so for instance, I was doing best of show with Selena, who is a James Beard award-winning chef. Yeah. And She's so cool. she, um, like one of the beers had, uh, was a stout that had, um, like chilies and other things in it. And it was pretty good. But when I tasted it, I was like this, they, like the chilies were charred, which it said on the label, but it, like, I was, tasting it and I was like this is a little bit too charred like you want a little bit too far and again this is when you're getting into these very minute nuances of the beer and when we started discussing that was like the first thing that she said and I was like I got that too yeah and you know so that like that's cool when you're sitting next to people like that and it's like yeah okay we're all we're all tasting the same thing yeah and yeah so what came up with the barrel as we were down between two beers and you can look up who won um, or who got best of show to know um, what it was but one of the things that one of the categories or a couple of the categories are you know the wild and sour beers the wild and sour beers that are supposed to be aged in a neutral barrel so here's this discussion point because at the beginning of the day like Rachel said they said that this is the festival of wood and barrel aged beer you should be able to taste the wood and that should be the deciding factor. So for me, when we were talking about first place and runner up, the one that ultimately got first place was a goose. It was very, very good. It was aged in neutral Oak. So you did not get any barrel character. It was still a very good beer. The runner up was like a triple that had brulee apples and was aged in a rum barrel and something else. And 
you could taste each one of those components and they all went well together. So that's another, that's why we ended up kicking a couple of the beers is there's a very thin line between being able to taste every component and that being a good thing or that being a bad thing, whether, you know, it's like, does do you can taste each one of those? Does it, the, you know, is the whole greater than the sum of the parts kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And with that beer, we could taste every, everything that was in it was done very well. You could taste all of it. It had beautiful barrel character. It was a very deliberate beer, you know, where somebody tasted the barrel and, you know, and, and, and like just really put a lot of thoughtfulness into how are we best going to be able to display all of the different flavors that we're doing here, but also have them meld together. And two of us at the table really wanted that one for first place. And three people wanted the other one, the goose for first place. And that was one of the points I made was we're at the festival of barrel aged beers, best in show should be showcasing the barrel character. We're not at the festival of fermentation in a barrel. Oak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Festival of beers aged in neutral Oak. So faux Bono <laughs> we're at faux bab and this this beer has the barrel character and that the organizer was like, yeah, this comes up every year. Um, first gave me a very in-depth explanation of what goose was and oh. um, how it's aged. And, and I was just like, yes, I am aware. You, you specifically invited me to be at this table right now. I know what goose is. And, you know, that, that was a discussion that we had at the table because I very much was like, festival of barrel-aged beers. You cannot taste the barrel in this. You can taste the barrel in this. And that's, you know, so it's kind of like, okay, so could like Anheuser-Busch enter one of their loggers because it's beech wood aged? Yeah. That's that's a technicality. That's aged on wood. That's not what it's supposed, that's not, you're not doing that to get that oak or that beech wood character. You're doing it to help your fermentation speed up, but it's still technically beech wood aged. So, you know, if we're, if we're letting things that are neutral oak, I don't know. That's my argument. Everybody can, yep. can decide what you will. But for me, it's like, if the barrel the character is supposed to be neutral, <laughs> then it's not a barrel aged beer. That's a technical, you should be able to taste, for me, you should be able to taste the wood or the barrel in the beer. I agree. And you could, you could with the goose that ended up being best of show you could taste it a little bit, but that barrel, that's not the point of the beer style. Um, but that's just, that happens to be the vessel that is aged in. It's not aged specifically to be a barrel aged beer. And so that, that was my argument that I did not make convincingly because the beer I thought should be best to show was runner up. Oh, but what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. That's, that, that is a discussion point that even afterwards, like Rachel and I have talked about it a lot and we're on the same page of like, no, oh, should, yeah. like you even Especially said, where they were like, character. like before we start this day, like they were right. so, <laughs> everybody, we need your full undivided attention. We have one important thing to say. This right. is it. Right. And never mind. Yeah. First <laughs> rule of phobab. Yeah. Um, there are no, but yeah, it was still so fun. Hopefully we get invited back. Um, maybe since I argued so much at the best of show table, I won't be, but we'll see. <laughs> but then one of the good things, or I think one of the best things about judging at Fobab is that you then get to go to Fobab. Yeah. Not and, like just in case you didn't have enough beer that day. 
you get to spend the right. whole night drinking more barrel aged beer. Right, exactly. And one of the things Fobab does that's really great, and I think, and they've always done this, and I think it's a very much a reflection of these are people who are in the brewing industry understanding what like what brewers want. So they had like a brewer's area where there was food. Yeah. They had all kinds of beer in there, but one thing that they always have are cases and cases of Miller High Life. Yeah, that's what we had. And that's festival. like when I got done with us a show judging, Rachel and our other friends were down in the, the brewers area and I was like, High Life, that's all <laughs> I want. That's all I want for the rest of the night. And I, yeah, I had a few of those, <laughs> um, but then when the, you know, when the, the festival actually starts, it's pretty much like any festival you obviously you get, or you're supposed to get much smaller pours. And I would say for anyone who's interested in going to FOBAB, one of the best things you can do is the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild has an enthusiast membership called Imbibe. And if you join that, it's like $45, you get an hour early VIP session at either FOBAB session that you go to. Uh, so that's what I've always done. Even like when we lived in North Carolina, if we were going to FOBAB, I made sure that I renewed my Imbibe membership so I could, so we could get in an hour early. And since we were, yeah. you know, we were obviously inside when the festival started, I have been at FOBAB where I've been standing outside in the snow, in a coat, in 30 degree weather for an hour, hour and a half waiting to get in. Yeah, no, we're and, not about that life anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, when we, the last time I was there, we went with some of our friends and I had renewed our membership and we were going into the VIP session when they were like walking back to get in the already long line. Yeah, exactly. And we were like, smell you later, suckers. And so like, it's... It's definitely you're, worth it. you're the definitely judges are in there yeah. with the yeah. brewers and with the imbibe people there's no lines yeah. for anything yeah. there's you know there's always like the really sexy barrel aged beers uh that people will flock to and that's as vip that's one of the things that you get to do is there i have i have also been in a regular session where you once you get into the regular session there are kegs that have already kicked yeah. Because the VIP people, like there's one six stall, everybody yeah. wants to try a Braxis or whatever. And so that's the longest line. And by the time Gen Pop gets in there, there's <laughs> like, you're out that, that cake is already kicked and you never had a chance to try it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but and, the, the festival itself is very, very small. I mean, it's like a 200 person yeah, festival. It's definitely, it's not bad. It's like, I got, I feel like there's a lot of space to move around like it's not like it gets me a little crowded here and there but it's not too bad the the glasses that they gave us were ridiculous ha, you've been yeah they're so, coffee mug size have they always been like that no no yeah no, they were coffee they're usually mug like a glasses glass and i'm sitting there with my glass like before the festival has really started and i can hear like the volunteer coordinator make an announcement on the mic and she's like all right, just fill it up to like where the logo starts. And I'm like, what? like that is like a freaking five ounce pour, six ounce pour of. Yeah. You're telling volunteers to give everybody that much beer. No, right. I had to tell everyone. I was like, no, just like, I just want to sip. Also, I've been having yep. sips all day. So I really just want to yeah. sip. <laughs> exactly. I was like, blown. Yeah. my mind was blown. I was like, what? Do and that. that is something I can tell you if you are someone listening to this and you are organizing a festival, one of the worst things you can do is give patrons a giant glass 
it's much bigger than what they need. And then tell the volunteers to only fill it up a couple of ounces, because that means that every person who comes through the line is going to fucking fight with your volunteer and, you know, harass them about, I've got like this, I was at a festival once where the VIPs got a literal shaker pint glass and they're supposed to get two ounce pours. (sighs) And so these are already people who paid extra, who paid for VIP And they've got these pint glasses that you're being told you only pour like an inch and a half of beer in there. And so they're already argumentative with you about it. So if you are an organizer, do not do this. Yeah. I hate when I get stuff like that too, because at one of the first places I went to get a pour, yeah, you they got filled so my glass like halfway. Yeah. And, and it that's, was that's other part which is one of my favorite happened. beers, but that's like a 12% beer. And you just yeah. gave me this giant pour of it. And I was and like, you okay, well, that. I'm just going to dump this. Exactly. And then, and that's funny too. It's like, there are so many beers um, and you're, you're, maybe you're getting a big pour, maybe not, you're getting a regular pour, but uh, some of the brewers I was judging with, they're like, yeah, we, a lot of times we have a lot of beer that just goes to waste. Like there's a lot of leftover beer of, mm-hmm. because it is donut, right? So it's not like. Right. I guess, I guess a brewery, if you, you bring one keg per session, maybe, I, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't feel like a lot. I think it's definitely two kegs. There's two nights. Fohab is two nights. Right. Um, right. When, sessions, and when yeah. do they announce the winners? They announce it on Friday or Saturday? Friday, Saturday. right? Saturday. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we judged Friday, but we winners weren't announced till Saturday. I do remember right. Saturday we were sitting at off color brewery and, um, uh, like a Fobab award image i don't know cut out color thing like went on their wall where i guess it was dinosaurs right no Um, it it might have been no no it wasn't it was um what was it what was it what was it it was one of their mixed firm i tried it at the i judged it i remember specifically right right right. um god uh, you know what it will come to me at some point and i'll have to was it maybe their tequila yes Barrel aged like their gosa or something. Yeah, it was tequila. It was tequila something. Uh, Beer for tacos. Beer for tacos. Beer for tacos. Maybe something. I think it was beer for tacos. Like barrel aged beer for tacos. Barrel aged beer for tacos. Because I remember seeing it at the festival and being like, "Oh, I judged that because it was so obviously like a tequila aged barrel," and I remember not really liking it. But that is not the point of judging. The point is to have lots of people, (laughs) and that's just because I don't like tequila. Is kind of harsh for me. Like it's just tequila barrel yeah. i'm like eh. see i love it tequila barrel gin barrel i i fucking love if if it's made well i i get excited yeah. when i see beers made in i also hate and- hate passion fruit and there's plenty of great beers with passion fruit it's not about right the quality of the beer <laughs> it's not about the quality of the beer right off color right. makes fantastic beer yes they are one of my favorites and they always their anniversary party is always the same saturday as fobab so depending on right. what we'll sessions you're going to yeah, yeah, like I've gone to the off-color anniversary party to pre-game for Fobab, and then it's also <laughs> been a post-game. Uh, so, yeah, what and was this your... and like, sorry, go ahead. Uh, uh, like Rachel mentioned, the so the venue has changed. This is the second oh. year in a new venue, and I it really is a game changer. Where now it's in an arena where there is tons of seating everywhere, and previously where it was at was also happened to be the exact same room where I took the Illinois bar exam. Um, So I always have mixed feelings going back in there, but there wasn't any place to sit and it was incredibly crowded. And it was one of those things where you just kind of, if you wanted to 
go to a different booth, you just kind of like scooted over and then got pushed by the crowd and then Ugh. tried to get out. And so it was always packed and no place to set. And the other thing that happens when there's no place to set is that people just get a beer and get in line again and get yeah. a beer and get in line again. And even like we weren't at the festival for very long, but several times we just like, okay, let's go get a beer. And then we're just going to go sit down for 15 minutes while we sip this beer and hang out and whatever. And then we'll go get another one and sit down. So yeah. being able to do that makes a huge difference in the amount of alcohol people are drinking because I have seen some very, very drunk people at Phobab yeah. before. I have yeah. been a very drunk person at Phobab, but not a very, very drunk person, <laughs> but I have seen them because you're at a, you're at a festival and you know, but you, all of these beers are really high ABV. Yeah. And if you paid for a ticket, you want to feel like you got your money's worth. So I can. Right. Right. Exactly. And I mean, tickets are like $85. They're expensive. They're, they're yeah. not cheap. Yeah. yeah. They're not cheap. They're worth it. But yeah, they're not, they're not cheap at all. And yeah, the other, I would say one of the other big things about Fobab, obviously Goose Island is headquartered in Chicago. They were really oh, yeah. the first yeah. big brewery that got bought by AB. Um, but Goose Island is still very much a Chicago brand. You know, there's there's still a lot of love for Goose Island and particularly Bourbon County, which they release every year on Black Friday. But Fobab is where you can get a preview of all of the Bourbon Counties that are going to be released. And they will also have vintage things that they're serving. So in the past, when it was at the the previous venue, fo or, uh, when it was at the previous venue, Goose Island had probably a third of the floor space. And they actually had like two different bars where they were pouring different variants. They were pouring different vintages and they will also change it like hourly. And they, and it was this way as well this year, they have like the crowd control barriers because that was something when we've done VIP is like the first thing. And we did it this time too. One of the first places we went was the Goose Island Mm -hmm. uh, spot just because as soon as everybody else comes in they're going to need and it you know it's like you're in line at, for a roller coaster and an amusement park yeah exactly kind of like <laughs> crowd control barrier it's like you're going to be here for 30 minutes yeah to wait and get like this two ounce pour um so they've had it like configured in different ways but this year they were actually outside which it was also awesome this year when we were there in november it's like 70 degrees outside yeah they're outside, crazy. like no coats, that and, awesome. you know, and that's, I've been at Fobab where you spend twice, you spend the same amount of time waiting in line to check your coat as you do waiting outside to get inside. So like, once you get in, it's like, okay, well, two hours have already gone because yeah. I've just been waiting. So yeah, it was beautiful weather. So it was just like, yeah, well, like, we don't care. We'll just come out here and stand outside in our, you know, like t-shirts and, and drink yeah. in this like, super cool view of the skyline. And Goose had this year, they had an old, um, I almost said Marta, but that's in, uh, that's in Atlanta, but they had their L, the L train that they had outfitted, like retrofitted as a bar. So that was really cool. Yeah, too. it was really cool. Uh, and apparently that was something that we were discussing, like, hey, how did they get this? Yeah. And they like, somebody like found it like they they're not technically supposed to have because this isn't this is a l train cta train car that yeah. they're in and yeah. it's like how do you have this though 
and like somebody found it somewhere and it was just one of those things that like once goose bought it it was like the cta was like but how do you have this yeah <laughs> and i was like well we can't establish a chain of custody they're not supposed to have it but nobody can prove that they're not not supposed to have it so now <laughs> goose has this cta l train car that they retrofitted as a bar um, and it's really cool i mean it's 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 a super cool looking yeah um place but i think when we went out there they only had like their chocolate covered cherry and then like one they, other one like it wasn't one of the orange. like good ones yeah 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 they were both good uh, yeah but it wasn't yeah. like but they only had two like they switched them like every hour i think yeah yeah they, they put did. on a new one every hour yeah. and yeah so they were saving like the really sexy stuff for later when more people would be there um, but yeah, that was, that was Fobab this year. Yeah. There's a lot of good beer. Yeah, there was. And actually this was like the first time, I mean, it's been a few years since I've been there. So I know that my palate has also improved. Uh, but there were a couple of, uh, there were some not good beers. There's a couple of there, dumps for there me. Was a... I, I don't normally do that at a beer festival, but like, Right, yeah. being with Rachel too. Rachel's just like, just dump it out, and I'm just like, yeah. Well, you don't have to drink like, everything. Well, why, why am I? Yeah. Why <laughs> am I? Why do I feel like I need to finish this? I don't like it. I can just dump it out. I drink. It's all volunteers. So... They don't care. <laughs> I found that pink lemonade beer, and I drank that for the rest of the night. Oh, that's I right. Loved it, and it was so over barrel aged beer, uh, which I guess it was barrel aged, but it just tastes like pink lemonade to me. And then yeah, it tasted I, like my... country time lemonade. It did. And my favorite part was when you and I are walking around like at the festival trying beer and this one lady's like, and we have our judges like to name badge on or whatever. And this one lady's like, how do you judge them all? And I was like, oh, well, yeah. and I was like, well, you know, they, they said we've been, we did it earlier today. We had like a group of some, and then, you know, a lot of people, she's like, oh, I thought you were judging right now. Like she just thought we were walking around. I was like, oh my God, yeah. no. Could you imagine? Right. Like a pie eating contest. Yeah. Like going to each okay. one. And like, this is number them. 57. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I me? forgot about that. But yeah, we were just like, no, no, no. We, no, no. this way more organized this, than what you are thinking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then we didn't. We were able to get into both sessions, but we didn't end up going to the second. We didn't go to session. Saturday. We had we had other things to do, you know. Yeah, well, you know, we were like, it's really fun, but yeah, yeah we, we weren't were that just close like, well, either. We yeah, yeah, like we we tasted the beers we wanted to taste. Yeah, and yeah. you know, with judging, there was a lot of stuff that like you know, one of us would start going toward like, oh, this sounds good, and somebody would be like, Mur. like another judge would be like, no, 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 you don't, you don't want to try that. I remember that beer. <laughs> yeah, and like once you drink barrel aged beer for like I don't know twelve hours in a day, you you probably don't, you're probably good the next day. Feeling well. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was yeah, just like, okay, I'm ready for more high life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that was Fobab, and that takes place in Chicago every year, um, usually like the first or second weekend of uh, November. Mm -hmm. And I really like, like I said, Chicago is a fantastic city. It's my favorite city. So you should go anyway. It's a fantastic beer city. There's so much good beer there. And the festival itself is is kind of a Chicago institution. So it's definitely yeah. worth planning a trip to Chicago where you can also go to Fobab or planning a trip to Fobab where you can also go to Chicago. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for listening to all of our episodes, but especially these loosey goosey ones. 
where we just kind of recount our experiences and we don't have to do exhaustive. Well, we we never do exhaustive research, so it's not uh, true. we don't have to do as much work. knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you know where to find us. You can find us wherever you found us. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at False Bottom Girls. You can email us falsebottomgirls at gmail.com and you can visit our website falsebottomgirls.com. From there, you can link to our Patreon. So our Patreon members get exclusive content each month that includes a newsletter and bonus episodes on uh, beer styles, deep dives into beer styles, and also interviews with people within the industry. And I think that is everything. If you are looking for one last thing you need to do before the end of the year, which I know that nobody is, but this won't take very long. Please take a couple of minutes to rate and review us wherever you subscribe to your podcast, because that helps more people find out about us. And I also just like reading the reviews. Yeah, they're the best. Appreciate everyone who's left a review. That's something that I, every few months I'll go and read the reviews and I'm like, oh, thanks. And yes. as always, thank you for everyone who is sharing their Spotify wrapped that has false bottom girls in like their top five or whatever. I think that's so cool when I see that every year, it just makes my day. And it, I mean, it makes my week. Like I still smile about seeing people like, you know, us being like ranked second against like my favorite murder, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And just being <laughs> like, wow, like that's awesome. And yeah, we, we appreciate you all your support and we appreciate you showing us our your support so we can show other people see this person supports this and so should you (laughs) very good this has been false bottom girls and we make the brewing world go round